Yeah. Can you hear me? All right. How about a big round of applause for the Merkers? Thank you very much. Good morning. My name is Johnny. Welcome to the Unity Center for Positive Living. We're glad you could join us this morning, especially if this is your first time. And now I'd like to read to you from the Daily Word with today's opening message. For Sunday, February 5th, about healing. My faith is making me well. Unity co-founder Myrtle Fillmore's healing journey began when she changed her mind. Inspired by the words of a healing practitioner, she took this affirmation to heart. I am a child of God, and therefore, I do not inherit sickness. After two years of persistent health-affirming meditation, prayer, and practice, Myrtle was healed. Myrtle Fillmore lived joyously and vigorously for many years. I take inspiration from this story. I, too, am a living expression of God. I feel my body's quickening response as I claim my inheritance of divine life, vibrantly active in every cell of my body. Good nutrition, exercise, and rest support my healing practice. My faith is making me well. And from the Christian Bible, he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. And that's from Mark 5, 34. And now it's time for Surely the Presence. Please join us in singing while the Merker family leads us in Surely the Presence. Surely the presence of God's love is in this place. I can feel the mighty power and the statement together. There is only one presence and one power active as the universe and as my life, God the good. And now it's time for our welcoming song. Please feel free to stand up if you like while the Merker family leads us in. You say now for those of you who may not have heard this song, this this song isn't being sung to another person. This song is being sung to your inner being. These words are the words your interview, okay? Who, as we all know, is the God residing within us. Yes, thank you for that intro, John. <laughs> I 
keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up.
Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Isaac. That was wonderful. Oh, and everybody, don't sit down. It's time to greet your neighbor. Now that we're in the center and online with Zoom, please greet each other whatever way you feel comfortable in the center. Um, let's turn the Zoomer on for a moment, okay? Let's go on mute back there. I think Yeah. Hello, Zoomers. There are lots of us today. You bet. Hi. Dr. Daria, hi Fred, hi Penny, hi John and Cherry. Hi Sue. Working from home and working oh, from welcome. We're glad to have you here any way we can get you. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Wow. And and listen to Isaac sing, my goodness. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> There's the children's choir right there. <laughs> Yes, the youth choir. <laughs> That's wonderful. I can't see some of the people on Zoom, but um, I know you're there because I see your name. There's Muriel, my sister in Houston. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <And> Hi, everybody. <laughs> there, some of them are muted. Say hi, folks. Okay, now we're not moving. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hello. So glad to see you we're this morning. Glad to see everyone. Mm -hmm. All right, we can all hear you now. Yeah. <laughs> we we were a little late uh, zooming in because my computer wanted to update it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that happens. We're glad to be here. Okay. Oh, right. glad to see you. Good to see you all. Okay, it's good to hear your voice. Absolutely. And, there's, and we have the seekers in the That's time for announcement. Gardner. Okay. Okay. And send out the weekly email with notices and details for regular grandfather's Indian Christian service, medicine wheel teachings. Chinook language discussions occur, and for Dr. Gary's circle book and film discussions. And now, uh, if you'd like to make an announcement, please raise your hand so I can recognize you. No one else. Dr. Gary has an announcement. Thomas, go on Zoom. Um, the announcement I'm making is that Circle America um, meets on fourth Sundays and. Uh, from 3 to 4.30 Pacific time on Zoom. And we send the Zoom link uh, out to Unity and, and it can go out every week if one of the people who works with the circle from uh, Unity just paste that announcement. And this, on the fourth Sunday this month, it will be the book Cast, C-A-S-T-E by Isabel Wilkerson. We did a discussion of the video of Cast an interview about cast um, last fourth Sunday. So I invite you all to come and join that discussion. Thank you. I, and it's good to hear it every hear the announcement every week because you want to uh, skim the book or read the book <laughs> or, or uh, find a synopsis of the book during the month before the fourth Sunday, right? Okay. That's right, and that went out in our in our weekly notes that I finally got out yesterday, Dr. Dari. So we'll get that out every week for you. 
Thank you. Okay. And I began listening to that book on audio. It's absolutely wonderful. Highly recommend it. And wasn't there a special day? Can we just have a special day? And this a birthday. Dr. Daria's birthday yesterday. Yeah. All right. It was my birthday yesterday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Dr. Daria. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> okay. Great. Any other announcements? I guess I have one. Now that I'm board president, I'm supposed to stand up like Jerry used to say there will be a board meeting next Sunday. Anyone can come and attend. Please feel free to join us, even though nobody hardly ever does. <laughs> now it's time for a unity statement. Let's all say it together. If you have any moment to catch up with us. Here we go. Okay. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. Now it's time for a song of joy.
bless that rain, knowing there's so many places in drought in our world right now. And now it's time for a reading. This morning will be shared, the reading will be shared by Joanne. So let me lift this way up here. There we go. Alrighty, I'm going to read from the message, A Guide to Being Human by L.D. Thompson. And if you want a great book, this is it. This uh, section is called The Curriculum. It's the, the curriculum of the soul. Your soul is responsible for your growth. It establishes the curriculum that you adhere to in your life. You have never made a mistake in your life, not one. You have not stumbled or erred even once. Every moment you are presented with opportunities to remember who you are, and those opportunities come from your soul. You may experience, th you may experience things that are horrendous, painful, abusive, and frightening. Even those experiences are part of your soul's curriculum. You're constantly growing into the responsibility that accompanies knowing fully that you are God. If you suddenly understood that you're a God and you could destroy worlds and cre create entirely new ones with a simple thought, would you be responsible enough not to succumb to the temptations inherent in such power? It is in the best interest of all creation for you to be so empowered. God, the source of all that is, wants you to use your prodigious creativity and to inhabit your innate power, the power of creation. God is the life force that allows you anything to be. Why would God allow anything negative or violent or hurtful or diminishing or humiliating? The answer is very simple. Every being experiences some form of addictive behavior or compelling fear, which he or she is drawn to over and over again. Such instances have been agreed upon by the soul. The soul creates these experiences so that the individual has the opportunity to meet and overcome fear. Being pulled from your center by such an experience is a signpost. It points to a circumstance in which you do not know yourself to be one with the benevolent, abundant, compassionate intelligence that governs all creation. The transformation of such ignorance into knowing is the basis of the soul's curriculum. Where you are vulnerable to addiction or to fear is where you have the ability to gain, to gain your greatest power. When one is consciously on the path of spiritual evolution, the path that leads to the power to create at will, temptations arise. To be clear, temptation is not merely being tempted to do something that is illicit or hedonistic. Sometimes the temptation to be fearful or angry is the greatest draw in one's life. Such temptations arise repeatedly so that you might deepen 
you might grow more still, you might relinquish the reactions that come from your genetics, from your childhood, and from attitudes you have come to identify as yourself. The soul calls these necessary temptations into your life so that you can unlock from these attitudes and behaviors. It calls into vivid display any values that are not the soul's values, but rather are the values that have been embraced by the personality and the altered ego. It draws them forth so that they may be transformed. Identify your addictions and your fears. This is the first step to reclaiming your greatest potential power. Consider the addiction to approval. If he can find enough approval, he will be safe. He constantly tries to be appropriate, thinking up, seeking others who fit into his alter ego's desire for approval or disapproval. The desire for approval is the desire for security. One who is addicted to approval feels unsafe in his body, in his culture, in his gender, in his career, and in his life. Every time he fears disapproval, he leaks energy. Usually this person does not even notice the energy leaking from his body, but it leaks and leaves him depleted. Another kind of leakage takes place in people who harbor sorrows from long ago. They leak energy from the heart. They do not realize that they have objectified love, placing it outside of themselves. When the love they sought did not manifest, they were heartbroken. If they ever repaired the leakage in their hearts by recognizing that they were and are responsible for their feelings, then they still experience that leakage of energy from the heart. Of words that flow from the mouth of most individuals is another extraordinary leakage. Silence is a rare commodity in this world. People are given to babbling. They will babble things they do not know, babble things they do not believe, babble things that have no power, and babble things that have great power to reflect into their lives and create difficulties. This babbling is also leakage. You leak energy when your mind gets on a treadmill and runs on and on and on about all of its theories, about all the ways the intellect believes it can control your life. If you would have power, such leakage must be repaired. Addictions to sex, cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, and food are all based on seeking something outside of the self that will create a feeling of fullness and wholeness within. Because the search is outward moving, leakage occurs. The leakage stops only when you realize that true fullness comes from within. Such fullness comes when one understands and inhabits love. Joanne, that was wonderful. And that's time for a meditation song. Please feel free to stay seated and join us while the workers leave us in. I am.
Wonderful. Now it's time for our affirmations. Please join us. We'll say them together. I, I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experience. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. Not in peace, knowing everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and in the perfect way. Now it's time for the Lord's Prayer. This is the first Sunday of the month, so we'll be praying the traditional Lord's Prayer, followed by the Alleluia. And let's all say this together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And leave us not in temptation, but deliver us from error. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia, 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 Well, now it's time for our speaker. We are privileged to have a different speaker each Sunday of the month. And I usually know what they're going to be talking about. Our speaker today is Dr. Doria Punches, and I don't have any idea what she's going to be talking about. So I'm going to let her tell you. Take it away, Dr. Doria. <laughs> well, I did send it in. <laughs> okay. So good morning, everyone. Uh, it's good to be back in touch with you after the first Sunday in January and uh, that New Year's Day. And uh, I kicked it off uh, New Year's Day with the series for the year, Embrace Your Spiritual Destiny in 2023. Embrace Your Spiritual Destiny in 2023. So in some form, I'm speaking about that every month. And today's take on that topic is be the overcomers. Be the overcomers, the ones that we're in the world, but we are of that divine lineage and we are of God. We are in the world, not of the temptations of the world. We are constantly transforming into that potential that is the seed within our soul. We are constantly agreeing to that. And to that is where we stay the course. And I think first up in that healing process has to be our faith. The faith precedes the healing. And the healing is not just about us as individuals. The healing is about us collectively. And I think in, in unity, we always have to pay attention to that combination, the individual and the collective. And you might say to me, well, the collective is nothing but a whole sum uh, of a whole bunch of individuals, right? <laughs> but we know that the sum is different than all the parts. And one of the ways we know that is just by the laboratory that is our life. You know, we're always learning something from how we approach a situation, how we respond to a situation, how we experiment with the situation. And if we think of it as we're in this laboratory and we have this curriculum, as, as Joanne was talking about, that's about our soul unfolding. We have a collective soul 
the individual, right? <laughs> Not just each person, but we're here at this time in these generations over this period where we have an opportunity to create heaven on earth, where we have an opportunity to create that holy nation, where we have our opportunity to be a part of it, but also be co-creators in it with creator, with the divine that's within us and around us and through us. So be the overcomer. I mean, in, the, in our white stone ceremony, which some of you attended, you know, we had that, that opportunity where when you're victorious against anything that limits you from that potential of the individual soul and the collective soul, when we are victorious, Jesus says to you, I will give a white stone and the new name that only is known to you. When we are overcomers, we can receive that manna from heaven and we receive the word in a substantive form. We receive that which is concrete and we can generate that which is concrete from the consciousness that we carry. So we are overcomers and become the overcomer is all that this focus of this conversation to do, what does it take? Well, in the scripture that's quoted uh, here on the daily word today, uh, it, <laughs> Jesus is saying to the woman who wanted to be healed, he says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. And further on in Matthew, Matthew 9, 22, He's, he said again, take heart, daughter, he said, your faith has healed you. And she was healed at that moment and said, be of good comfort because the faith has made you whole. And she was whole from that hour. So all the things that we practice as principles, as ideas that we put into practice in our daily living, are essential. So the overcomer is constant in the in the revelations. There is the messages to the seven churches. Uh, yeah, so there's many different ways in which Jesus is saying that if you can move beyond this that is around you, if you can move beyond this other dynamic, this hatred that is around you, if you can move beyond this greed that is around you, if you can move beyond this uh, misuse of the power of your voice and language that is around you and, the, and how in the people you surround yourself with. If you can move beyond this, you are the followers, you're the overcomers, the followers of the Christ consciousness who successfully resist the temptation of the world system and mo are moving to the creation, co-creation of the holy nation. Doesn't say that we're you know, perfect or imperfect, it's not about that. It's about what we are committing to, what we are examining in ourselves, in the laboratory of our life, that we can see that, oh, when I was thinking this way, this is what happened. When I was behaving this way, this is what unfolded. 
when this light came into the room, this is what happened. So we're constantly looking at what is occurring because there are no coincidences, you know, what is occurring in connection with our words, in connections with our thoughts, in connection with our presence and how we're using our energy, how we're using our emotions. And we are saying that we are committing to complete dependence on this direction of the God of our being, our purpose, our fulfillment, and our strength come from God. <laughs> the other day, a friend of mine was telling me about someone who was ill in our friendship circle. And um, he called me the day before my birthday. And he's, I said, oh, I know this isn't my birthday call. Um, he, he had written a text message saying, this is an urgent situation. I said, I know this must not be my birthday call. And he said, no, it's not. He said, um, I will call you tomorrow for your birthday, but this is about so-and-so, a friend who's ill and has had uh, brain surgery. And I you know, listened and got all the information. I said, well, you know, even though it's my birthday, you know, if something like this occurs, you know, I would expect the call, right? And he says, oh, no, no, no. Uh, I wouldn't call you on your birthday and give you this kind of you know, you know, urgent situation. Uh, I'd wait till the day after or call you the day before. And I said, you know, the world goes on. It's my birthday, but my birthday is also about what I'm here for, right? <laughs> and uh, it's okay for him to have that mindset, but he didn't really recognize what it was I was describing. I said, I belong to God. So if, I'm, if this is something I'm supposed to go find out about or be in service for, the fact that it's my birthday, is part of the situation, it's part of why I'm here, it's part of the learning, it's part of the curriculum, it's part of the laboratory, it's part of the liberatory. One of the ways that we hear this word all the time, overcome, I used to hear it all the time because I was born in 49, 1949 in Mississippi, grew up six weeks later uh, through all my childhood in Houston, Texas, and we shall overcome was a prominent song. And many people in this service today are certainly old enough to remember that song, <laughs> to remember it being sung. This is the, not only the first Sunday here of the month for us, but this is also the first Sunday of Black History Month. And if you remember anything about this song, sometimes it changes depending on the moment of who's singing it and all what, what the verses are, et cetera. But there are some common ones that are in here. And today, I'm going to ask that you sing parts of it as we talk, talk about it, because it's an opportunity to really look at what does it mean? It, it, it's about winning the race. It's about being able to say when we get out of here, you know, I fought the good fight. I ran the, I ran the race. Okay. I fought the good fight. I ran the race. And and I'm done, you know, I did this, there was victory. Because overcomer implies some kind of battle and often that battle is our battle 
within. The spiritual warrior's battle is within to overcome the, the limitations that we may have, the fears that we may have, the anger that we may have, the wounds that we may have experienced, and to transcend those and to, to turn them into that full divine consciousness. So that we, at the end, can be like a tree that stands by the water, you know, and, and are in a positive resistance from that which would have us uh, be in a different state of mind other than our full potential. So we're constantly making that transmutation and that transformation and experiencing the bliss that comes with all those breakthroughs and that movement of the bridge of consciousness that we have. So this is our this is our work, this is our journey. And so that song, you know, if you remember the anything about the song, it's you know, we shall overcome someday. I mean, today I want us to sing it as we shall overcome today and about us as individuals and as a collective in the world that we are in, which is bigger than just the tiny bubble. You know, we're gonna overcome uh, the tiny bubble of people who think like us, people who agree with us, people who look like us and into that next sphere of reality that we identify with becoming a part of. So we shall overcome, we shall overcome, we shall overcome today. That's that first part of the song. So it's saying, I'm committed. I'm transcending any limitations that guide me in the arena of there is a separation. Instead, I'm gonna live as if we are whole. I'm going to speak as if we are whole. That, that there is integrity. So we shall overcome today. And even if the result of that is not a full manifestation of movement into a holy nation, we will have reached for that. We will have stood in that place because we can't get there from here. We get there from there. So I have to be in that consciousness that we shall overcome whatever limitation it is I and we as a society are experiencing. Deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome today. Now, when I sing, you should sing with me. I'll sing it one more time. Deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome today. What does it feel like to stand in the position of overcoming 
the sense of separation and instead and being in the sense and consciousness of wholeness. When the woman was healed and Jesus said, daughter, take comfort because you are healed. Your faith has healed you. He is speaking of the faith that comes before. Deep in my heart, I do believe. And so that is what we are building. We're building this individual and collective faith. There is something different, as I said earlier, about the whole. If there wasn't something different, you wouldn't sometimes behave in a way that's inconsistent with your so-called beliefs when you're in a group. But maybe your programming says, don't create a ruckus, don't rock the boat, don't uh, stand out, uh, don't make a big deal, uh, better to be quiet, et cetera, than to stand up, be different, speak truth to power, be who you are. Better to keep things, keep a lid on, right? And that says something about what happens in the group that's different from you know, what you really think and what you really feel and, 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 and how you ordinarily would be. Some people, even in crowd behavior, as you know, do things that they would never do on their own. They would never do on their own, but they create some, a whole collective sense of behavior as a, as a group or as a gang that they would not do individually. So there is a difference between the group, the whole, and the individual, and both are powerful. Both are powerful. So we wanna keep those, both of those, especially this month, in our hearts and in our minds. Because sometimes in unity, people talk strictly about everything as if it's all individual, but we don't look at that partnership and being in sync, working on that collective as well. So I think it's, it's, it's a powerful thing to keep in mind and the Fillmore's talk about it too. God is on our side. I wanna say God is on our side. God is in all inside as well. And that has to do with working with the spiritual laws and principles. God is on our side. God is all inside. God is all inside today. Oh, deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome today. Mm. And then when we are following, we're following the law, we're living the law of consciousness. That is the divine consciousness we are surrendered to and it is part of, it becomes part of our nature to live the God program, the divine program. We are a seed of 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 a seed. We have the deepest consciousness of creator within us blood, flesh, and bone, then we live here as spirit having a human experience 
like a tree standing by the water, following the guidance of the divine consciousness. Not following the guidance, you know, of the of the group as a gang, not following the guidance of whatever individual belongingness might guide us to do. We're able to receive that consciousness and messages from the God self and follow that. Sometimes it's in sync with our peers, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's in sync with our political party, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's, it's, it's the consciousness of God. It's not following anything other than that. And this next is we all live in peace. We all live in peace. And it's an, it's an active, positive peace, not a passive peace. We have to act and speak truth to be in sync with it. The peace that is beyond understanding, the peace that uh, is led by the spirit. Not by the intellect. We all, some of us have great intellects, and that's a wonderful thing. It's a gift. But we get confused sometimes, and we think that's supposed to be the leader. <laughs> that that's supposed to be what's out front. That that's supposed to be the guide. It is a supportive feature, a supportive skill, talent, capacity. But we're here because we agreed to the course. Spirit sets the course. <laughs> And we agree. Our soul says, oh, yeah, I'll go do this. We, and spirit says, okay, well, here's the course for that. And we're, we're here. We sign up. But the truths we speak need to be in line with that divine lineage, mother, father, God, creator. And we know the difference. We become to learn the difference between the two. We all live in peace. We all live in peace. We all live in peace today. Oh, deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome today. And this can be even an affirmation for you for this month. As you walk through all other beautiful affirmations that <laughs> that you are living. And then comes the courage. <laughs> we are not afraid. That's the next line you often hear with this song. And, you know, when, if you're doing the protests that we were doing or doing the uh, marches that we were doing or doing the, uh, the breakthroughs in the rules and laws about uh, how you spoke and where you go and where you could be, we are not afraid. You had to be fearless. And so we're constantly, what? I don't care whether you do one at a time or two at a time or three, what? Finding out what those things are that we are afraid of. And 
owning them as our fears. Uh, think of it as uh, there have been times when uh, I was maybe moving courageously, but my psyche knew what I was afraid of, you know? And so that's where you get the twitch on the, on the cheek or the, uh, you know, the, uh, the warning dreams of uh, alligators chomping at your heels or <laughs> whatever your particular version of how your fear shows up, whether it shows up in dreams, whether it shows up in your addictions, whether it shows up blaming somebody else for whatever you're uncomfortable with or don't like. But if we go inside and take that inventory and say, okay, well, what am I, what is it that I'm afraid of? You know, all of a sudden there's no alligators chomping at your heels. All of a sudden there's nothing, you know, jumping, you're not jumping at everything that, that, that comes out of supposedly nowhere. You have really embraced the courage. You have really embraced the divine consciousness that whatever this experience is, it's something that I have agreed to. The way I like to put it is I tell people and say, how are you doing? I said, right now I'm having a little challenge keeping up with my creations, but I'm good. <laughs> keeping up with my creations. You know, if, if I'm running around, you know, because I, I sit down and I rest and I meditate and I say, oh, this is that creation. I remember this prayer. I remember this thought. This is a part of this vision. Why would I be overly frustrated at what's happening now? Because it is a representation of my vision. So let's sing it. We are not afraid. We are not afraid. We are not afraid. We are not afraid today. Oh, deep in my heart, I do believe we are not afraid today. Sometimes we're afraid somebody's going to overpower us. Sometimes we're afraid we're going to be lost as part of humanity. Sometimes we're afraid because we're in the minority. Sometimes we're afraid because we're in the majority. Sometimes, you know, there's no end to the tyranny of fear. So once we acknowledge what it is, then we don't have to do fight or flight in relationship to fear. Uh, the third piece, I always say it's not fight or flight. When we're dealing with the divine, it's light. We infuse ourselves with the light of God. We are the light of God. We shine the light of God. We radiate the light of God. We cure ourselves of the fear that may be in limitation. So we are not afraid. Not fight, not flight, but light comes when we transmute that limitation that we discover. And in relationship to that, we take action. You know, we, we make repairs to old wounds. We make repairs 
to old wounds personally. We make repairs to old wounds collectively in society. So we make repairs. We repair our ways collectively. If you were over here learning something by taking somebody's water, then you can bring water. If you were over here learning something by taking somebody's children, then you can repair. You can forgive, you can repair, you can forgive yourself, and you can also make repairs. Repairs, reparations. It's not about just about the other people. It's about the collective consciousness of building a holy nation. We repair our ways. We repair our ways. We repair our ways today. Oh, deep in my heart, I do believe. We shall overcome today. And we shall all be free. We shall all be free. But as Gandhi used to say, you know, if this group over here isn't free, if, if, the, if the Muslims aren't free, I'm not free. If the Christians aren't free, I'm not free. The Hindus aren't free. If one part of our population is not free. So as Myrtle Fillmore was working on her disease and said the disease is not her inheritance, that being the child of God is her inheritance and the wellness is her inheritance, then that's what we're doing. We are overcoming. We are being the overcomer and the diseases of separation or exploitation do not weigh us down. Instead, we have the health of wholeness and integrity, the health of service instead of exploitation, the health of beauty instead of the beast of greed. And we have the health of sustainability and regeneration to transform the next time and the next time instead of the disease of degeneration. We are in the way and the life. And we have models to help us stay the course. Yeshua ben Joseph, also known as Jesus the Christ, has shown us how to stay the course. And we shall all be free. We shall all be free today. And let us close our eyes and do our meditation. Feet firmly on the floor if you can, or if you're lying down, lie down and relax into the surface. Let us imagine 
that each day we affirm that we are the overcomers, that we wake up to recognize a city of light, that we recognize the parts of the new heaven and the new earth that are present and are manifest, that we are able each day to do something that lays another brick in the foundation or builds another pillar that reaches to the heights of the new heaven and the new earth, that we are able as we take each breath in the morning and commit to be the overcomers, the transformers of self into our God selves, individually and a part of this co-creation collectively. That the ways in which we are guided to act collectively, to stand in silence together, to hold hands in circle together, to reach out to those who are different from us and think differently from us, to be able to share perceptions without imposing or trying to wipe out everyone else who's different. Imagine that the light that we bring helps us in whatever inner spiritual warfare or outer spiritual warfare there is. Because institutionally, we have developed places, practices, processes that need to hear our voice. And places where we can shed light that brings revelation, that brings awareness, consciousness. Deep breath, exhale. And we remember that this is part of why we are here. We remember about our own course, our own race, our own experience with victory. To learn here on this planet until we make the next move. <sighs> Inhale, exhale, and we shall overcome today. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Dari. And now it's time for our offering. While we're together in spirit physically and virtually, we wanna thank everyone who has donated to Unity by Mail. We appreciate any checks sent to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia, Washington, 98531. As we hold our offering in our hands and our hearts, let's say our offering prayer together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Will it play for a moment? 
Thank you, Michael. And now it's time for a blessing of thanks. Let's all say the blessing of thanks together. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And now it's time for a healing prayer. And I want to take just a, a moment to talk about the, the power of prayer. We heard a lot about that today from the opening word, Myrtle Felmore, and, and all the things Dr. Daria has said. As many of you know, I had uh, shoulder surgery about three months ago, and I've been dealing with a lot of pain, and a lot of trouble sleeping. Um, I got a text message from Dr. Daria just a little while ago after she came back and discovered she had a, a plumbing emergency. And I felt really bad because I had to tell her I, I couldn't come over and help her. And uh, she sent back a prayer, and I told her because of my shoulder. Um, and prayed for, for my healing on my shoulder. And I accepted that prayer in my heart, and I didn't really think anything more about it. Um, I spent the rest of the evening saying prayers of thanks that our creator would send a plumber, Dr. Daria's way, someone competent, someone who's not expensive, and send that person quickly. And I had the faith and the knowing that, that my prayers were already answered and someone's on the way. I still don't know if this is true. I'll find out during fellowship time today. But the most amazing thing to me was that I woke up the next morning and almost all the pain from my shoulder was gone. Thank you, Dr. Daria. Thank you for your prayer. I really appreciate it. And I want you to hold that in, in mind today as we all collectively pray for others, that our prayers have power. Mm -hmm. Amen. So, members of our community have requested we send out healing prayers and energy to the people of our communities who must deal with basic human needs while living without a home. And I would like first to send out our collective healing energy to not just the people in Ukraine and Russia, but also to all the animals, pets, livestock, and wildlife being affected by the war and the displacement of so many families. If you would like to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, please raise your hand. Unmute, tell us who it is, shout them out, or hold them quietly in your heart. I'd like to continue to pray for Vernon. Family of Tyree Nichols.
Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in Amen. And now let's say the prayer of protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Now I'd like to take just a moment to thank all of you who made our Sunday service possible. We appreciate all the ways you give of your time, talent, and treasure. If you're interested in serving, please speak to Susan during our fellowship time. Send her a text or an email about volunteering to be a reader. Also, please join us next Sunday for another teaching from licensed unity teacher Audrey Pitchford. And finally, please stay with us after service if you wish to share our fellowship time. Mm -hmm. Now it's time for the peace song. Let's form a circle and join hands in the center. And in Zoom land, put yourselves on gallery view and sing our song of peace. was a fine service. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, all you Zoomers, feel free to unmute. We're unmuting. We're unmuting. We might even unmask. I'm not sure. 